And welcome to Voicebox, your weekly foray into the realm of the human voice. I'm Chloe Veltman. Thanks for joining me once again. The contemporary a cappella scene is becoming very popular in the US these days thanks to the appeal of TV shows like The Sing-Off and the growth of the college a cappella movement in this country. But Europe, and Northern Europe in particular, is an equally vital place for the art form. In some ways, more innovation is happening in countries like Denmark and Germany and Latvia and Sweden than on these shores. To explore the EU a cappella scene with me tonight, I'm lucky to be joined for Voicebox's first ever Skype interview by Tina Fries and Andreas Beck, who sing with the Danish vocal quintet Poster Project. Hi, Tina and Andreas. Thanks for joining me. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. I have to say I'm quite impressed with the sound quality of this remote connection. What's it like at your end? It's very good. Okay, fantastic. So before we launch into a discussion about the EU a cappella scene more generally, let's hear a little bit about and from your group, Poster Project, Tina and Andreas. So first of all, why did you call your ensemble Poster Project? And Poster is spelt not like we would think of it spelt in the English language, P-O-S-T-E-R. You spell it P-O-S-T-Y-R. So what's behind the name? Well, in Danish, uh, posture means to make a noise or a disturbance to make some fuss about something. So in Danish, we are the disturbance project. But I think to everyone else, uh, posture is just a sound mm-hmm. that um, that resembles that we would like to explore sounds and especially sounds made by the human voice. Fantastic. So tell me, when and why did you start the ensemble? Well, we started it two years ago, or almost two years ago, uh, in the autumn of the 2009. And uh, I think we all had this um, urge to, to try to test the voices, to see um, to search the boundaries, to push the limits of the voices, and also to explore the world of electronic music. Yeah, because um, I think what what we thought of, of, of obviously we love a cappella and, and we're uh, we've been doing that for for a lot of years, but but also um, we wanted to skip the dogmas around a cappella music. You know, uh, the dogma that says that you have to use your own voice to make all sorts of instrument imitations and uh, we actually wanted not to do that but just to make music with the human voice and also with the use of some time to guitar if that's what we needed or uh, some electronic loops from the from the computer, uh, things like that. Okay, so sometimes you're not strictly a cappella, sometimes you involve other instruments. Yes. Actually, we don't call ourselves an a cappella group. Okay. We say that we are an electronic vocal group. Okay. Well, let's listen to a track from Posture Project now. Here's Go, Don't Stop. And I 
If you've just joined us, welcome. I'm Chloe Veltman and you're tuned in to Voicebox, where we delve deep into the art of singing and the best of the vocal music scene. This week, we're exploring the a cappella scene in the EU, focusing mostly on Northern Europe and Scandinavia. We just heard Go, Don't Stop, a track by the Danish five-member ensemble Postier Project. Two members of the group, Tina Fries and Andreas Beck, have joined me via Skype for tonight's show. That track is sung in English, but it sounds very non-Anglo to me in its sound. I can't quite figure out why, though it reminds me in some ways of music that I've heard from other contemporary electronic groups from your part of the world, like The Knife and The Cardigans or maybe Chigur Ross. Um, maybe you can tell us a bit about the sound you were going for here and how it fits into your work as a whole, Tina and Andreas. Hmm. That's exciting that you think that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to compare. It's not. I'm saying. I'm not no, saying no, you sound I'm, anything like those guys. It's completely different. But there's some I quality, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've never had an American to to. Yeah, to judge to, to the judge pronunciation. The, the sound. <laughs> well, I, I'm not an American. I'm from England. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so so tell us a bit about this sound that you create and and you know. Well, I think this this song when when I wrote the song. Uh, well, obviously, it's a, it's um, it's about it's a, a song for all the single ladies out there in the world that hope to find their one true love, and uh, I think of the girl that sings the song. She's kind of a a Barbie girl, <laughs> a doll mm-hmm. that um, that she is. Um, well, she's kind of almost a, a robot. Not a non-human, almost I singing see. this this song. So I wanted uh, I wanted us to do the lead very uh, stiff and uh, and mechanical. I think a lot of the sound to to the song also comes from from the from Tina and Lena Lena being the alto. Their their sound together, their their what do you call it? Temper, their togetherness. Uh, they they the, blend like really really. They have a special feature there. That the two voices together kind of creates a, a, some some harmonic overtones that I really I can't quite put my finger to it, but but yeah I think it defines the song quite a lot, and I think that's some of the things that we got from the Scandinavian sound. Okay, well let, let's yeah. talk a little bit about more about that Scandinavian sound. Um, from what Tina told me, the kind of music that you make has strong links with this 20-year-old ensemble also based in Denmark, called Vocal Line. What can you tell us about mm. Vocal Line and its influence on the contemporary a cappella scene in Europe? Why has the group been so important to the development of this scene? They were one of the first groups to take the rhythmic music... That contemporary. The contemporary yeah. music, yeah. Uh, and merging that with the other uh, vocal music, I mean, with the, like the choral history... The, you know, yeah, not to imitate too many drum sounds, not to imitate too instruments, instruments, but just to use the human voice and to to go deep into what the song will be about, and then make like a choral uh, edition of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see. Did that makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> okay, so that's quite distinct uh, from some other traditions where you know people strive to make the human voice sound like say a drum or a trumpet that's kind of different i see okay well let's listen now to a track by vocal line here's audition day from the ensemble's beauty in the breakdown album 
You're tuned into Voicebox with me, Chloe Veltman. I'm chatting about the EU pop a cappella scene with Tina Fries and Andreas Beck from the Danish five-member ensemble Postur project. The track we just heard was Audition Day by the influential Danish group Vocal Line. Tina and Andreas, I gather that Vocal Line came into being at around the same time that a whole new approach to singing, known as the complete vocal technique, surfaced in your neck of the woods. Can you tell us about that, please? Yes, in Denmark around 1991, there was a woman called Katrine Sedolin, and she uh, she published a book called Complete Vocal Technique. Obviously, um, it isn't complete, right? There is so much to know about vocal technique, but well, she called it vocal complete vocal technique, and this uh, technique um, has made it possible for everyday singers to produce a lot of sound colors, to control their voice in a whole new way that made it possible for groups like Vocaline to have 30 people agree on the exact same sound color, the exact, the exact same kind of vibrato, the exact same kind of um, uh, dynamic, and, and also to really go to the boundaries of the voices but agree on it so there's not a single uh, singer that kind of um, sticks out i see so that's why the the sound that i hear then perhaps um, in some of these groups um, from your part of the world is this extremely polished type of sound where it does sound like a sort of almost like one voice but much more powerful yes exactly exactly so in terms of pushing the voice to the boundaries um, do you as a group practice any extended or unusual vocal techniques? I mean, I know you're not interested necessarily in reproducing instrumental sounds, but are there other things that you're experimenting with, uh, various overtones or any kinds of other really strange and unusual ways to use the voice? I'd love to hear about some of that. Well, we work a lot with the overtones Mm -hmm. um, and that, that, Usually it comes pretty automatic when you get the same uh, sound, the same vocal sound, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, um, you kind of, you get into the overtones quite easily, actually. Um, regarding the, the, the instrument imitation, it's, we try to, you know, you, you, can, you, can, you can copy a song from, f- from the guitar part or the bass part or something. You can, you can like do that pattern mm-hmm. and then you get, got the song going quite quickly. Or you can get into to the song in another way, which is trying to make that uh, pattern or that, that, that motor that makes the song go in another way, like from something that the human voice can do, like... Um, like the dynamics that, that Tina was talking about, um, yeah, it's a bit difficult for me to explain. But it's it's about a lot of a lot of um, a lot of the, the the motor that we works on that we work with is is um, is is to have a direction on, on the long tone. I think later we should we should hear some of the. You mean the phrasing? The phrasing, yeah. yeah the phrasing of, the, yeah. Of, of, a, of a note or of a tone. Later we should hear Pust, the, the Norwegian uh, sextet, who like who are like the best at demonstrating long, clear tones that are actually just one chord that goes on for like four bars. But you can hear the direction 
in the tone mm-hmm. and you don't need the guitar you don't need the bass you don't need you don't need the the drummer to tell you where you are in the music because you can hear it in that long tone wow um, fantastic well we'll have to listen out for that later tina you told me the other day that that group started to perform songs from the singer-songwriter repertoire, which was a huge departure for them. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Why did they do it and, and what kind of departure did they make? Well, I think that a lot of singer-songwriters, they have a lot at heart. They have a lot to tell. And I think that that is one of the, one of the things that Vocaline shit has in common with the, the singer-songwriters. We like the stories of this. We want to express emotions. And um, another thing about singer-songwriters uh, is that there are always a very strong melody and strong lyrics, but the arrangements are very open. It's often just the guitar. So it leaves a lot of space for the vocal arranger to come up with new ideas and to unfold the song in, in, an, in a new way. Uh, and I think when, when Vocaline saw these opportunities, they got really creative and, uh, and adding this whole new vocal technique with all the new possibilities of expressing feelings very directly, um, something exciting and interesting happened at least in my opinion. Wonderful. Well, let's check out one of Vocal Line's arrangements now. Here's a track by a singer-songwriter. It's the ensemble's version of Mountains of Things, a song by Tracy Chapman. Life I've always wanted I guess I'll never have I've been working for somebody else Until I'm in my grave I be dreaming of a life of ease and mountains, whoa, mountains of things. To have a big expensive car, drag my furs all around. To have a mate that I can tell to bring me anything. Everyone will look at me vocal lines radical reinterpretation of mountains of things by the singer-songwriter tracy chapman beautiful it's still chapman's song but so completely different in its feel and sound i'm chloe veltman your host for Voicebox. on tonight's show we're exploring some of the most innovative ensembles on the northern european acapella scene joining me via skype are two members of the danish vocal quintet bostir project my guests are andreas beck and tina fries Covers are often popular in the a cappella scene. Why is it important for you to write your own music rather than cover songs, Tina and Andreas? I think it, I think it's something that we learned through vocal line that that uh, you know often in, in a cappella music um, it seems that the, that the, you want to impress people and you want to uh, to to impress them via technical stuff. And one of the first things that that you do when you listen to a, an a cappella group is to to hear are they in pitch, are they in time? Um, How difficult know, is it? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of in comparison to a lot to all other kinds of music. You listen to a singer-songwriter, you don't judge them on their intonation or their timing exactly. or their guitar playing skills. But of most, most of the time when you listen to a vocal group, that's the first thing you, you kind of check is their skills. And in Vocal Line, 
and in posture, we are not that excited about the skills. We don't want to put that in focus. We want to use the skills to tell the story. Yes, yeah, so we want to be judged on our music and not on our skills. And I think that's that's an important thing why we why we write our, our music because it hopefully turns away some of the focus from from the, the skills. I mean, you yeah. can compare, you can go and find the original song mm -hmm. to compare it. Yeah, exactly. Think. Yeah, okay, well, that makes yeah. sense. But you also occasionally do covers of songs. Um, what mm -hmm. can you tell us uh, about your approach to arranging existing songs? Well, I did a cover of a Björk song with uh, Christopher last year. It's a song called All is Full of Love. And uh, I first I had these ideas in my head uh, that I wanted um, something big at the end, a big, maybe chaotic soundscape. And at the beginning, I wanted a male voice to sing the lead. And, um, and I wanted a certain phrase to be looped. So we could do a lot of loops. It's all is full of love, all is full of love again and again and again we just jammed basically and then uh, we uh, we wrote something down from the jam session and remembered something and presented it to the rest of the group and uh, we we just started out just testing the ideas and then andreas would add his ideas and and lena her ideas and anna's his ideas and then we would kind of develop it and still when we do it live on stage some things are the same but in the end we always create a new kind of chaos you could you, we can we can change things on, on our way and it's not like the composer or the arranger are like the has the last words of it things are up for discussion which is quite unusual for the at least for the danish and the, the scandinavian choral world you're listening to voice box with chloe veltman This is Voicebox. I'm Chloe Veltman, and that was Sleternis Sonne, a choral piece by the famous Danish composer Carl Nielsen, who lived from 1865 to 1931. On tonight's show, I'm exploring the Northern European contemporary a cappella scene with two Danish singers, Tina Fries and Andreas Bech, members of the up and coming vocal ensemble Posture Project. Tina and Andreas are connecting with me tonight via Skype. The track we just heard provides an example of the sort of music that Danish children and adults have been singing as part of their education and general cultural life for generations. Andreas, perhaps I can ask you this as someone who studied Danish vocal music in depth. How would you describe the relationship between this type of traditional Danish choral piece and the sort of music that young singers are working on today in groups? Well, I think it's a lot about the sound, the sound for the, for the choir. Um, I mentioned before the Swedish choral musical uh, miracle, um, which is, is a typical Scandinavian sound, 
that that you have to to the, the choirs and all of yeah and all of northern Europe, especially in Scandinavia. You talk we talk about the 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 light sound or the 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 bright sound of the of the of the choir, and I think you can hear it on the the Carl Nielsen recording. It's by the Danish choir. Um, Asnova. Asnova. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it and if it, if it strikes you in the U.S., but but uh, the, the the brightness there is to the to the to the color of the tone. of the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's some of the things that we've been working on, especially in the vocal line. Um, and then that's, that's one point. I think the other is um, the seriousness of the of the music to take the seriousness of of this piece into a pop piece you know mm-hmm. to take uh, to take the 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 seriousness uh, surrounding the the lyrics and the chords and and the melody of example the uh, a peter gabriel song and turning it into a, a choral piece on the same level and the same um, given it the same respect mm-hmm. i think okay yeah that, that's very interesting. I, I thought it might be fun now, though, to come back to the present day and play a selection of tracks now by a bunch of different interesting contemporary groups. So we have six different groups on the roster for tonight, and we'll hear a combination of covers and original songs. Andreas and Tina, what can you tell us about the first three groups we'll listen to? Basics, The Real Group, and Rioton, please. Basics is a group from Denmark. Actually, it was uh, at the beginning, all the singers in basics uh, also sang in vocal line. Oh. But uh, but now they got so busy that they had to stop and focus on just doing basics. Uh, it's a pop group. They also write some of their own material. I think they visited the States a couple of times. They did a gig at So Jam a couple of years ago. Um, so they do pop material. Then there's the real group. It's a Swedish group, very uh, old group. I think they've been around 25 for years. 25 years. Yeah. And uh, they are kind of a, a mixed group that makes this, uh, that makes pop music and jazz and folk music. The reason they called the real group is that at, at, when they first started out, they sang songs from the real book. So when they booked time in the rehearsal room, they just wrote the real group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's so the real book? Stuff. What's the real book? The real book is a compilation of jazz standards. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I know that's familiar to some audience members, but not necessarily to all of yeah. them. Okay, yeah. and, then, and then what about Rioton? And uh, Rytan is a is a Finnish group who started around ten years ago. Uh, who in the start did a lot of uh, of cover songs, but but now they've turned into being uh, really influenced by f- Finnish folk music. Yeah, they follow the trend of the groups in Scandinavia f- uh, being folkish. I sit and wait. Does an angel? Contemplate my fate And do they know The places where we go When we're grey and old Cause I've been told That salvation Let's their wings unfold 
On this evening's Voice Box programme with me, Chloe Veltman, I'm chatting with Andreas Beck and Tina Fries of the Danish vocal group Posture Project. We're listening to and talking about some of the most interesting contemporary ensembles performing on the Northern European a cappella scene today. We just heard a trio of tracks. First up was a cover of the Robbie Williams song Angels, performed by the Danish group Basics. Then we heard the real group, an act out of Sweden with their song Gutta. And the final track in the set was Dobbin's Flowery Veil by the Finnish ensemble Rayaton. We're going to listen to a trio of tracks from three more groups in a moment. But first, I'm curious, Tina and Andreas, why do so many groups from Northern Europe and Scandinavia sing in English? Hmm. That's a good question. That's a good question. And why do they do that? Um, well, I guess in Denmark, in, when you just turn on the radio, uh, more than half of the songs are in English. Yeah, that's although a good explanation they also, are yeah. written by Danes. Denmark, Danish is a very small language. We are about five million people speaking Danish. So if you want to make it in the world or connect with people that are not Danish, mm. You need to speak English and maybe also to sing in English. And also you want your stories out, right? Yeah, and also I think it's, it's just easier to write songs in English. Yeah, really? <laughs> I think what, so too. What makes English a language that's easy to write songs that, in? There are more words in English okay. to use than, than there are in Danish. I know it sounds a bit, as I'm, I guess some would say sad, that we don't know our own language that well, um, that we can use from the the well of words that we have but 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 it is easier in, in, in English I think there are more, more words I think there's about 50% more English words than Danish mm-hmm. and also in, in Denmark you can't really there's a lot of words that you can't really use because they are too big to okay. just sing <laughs> uh, you mean by too Denmark, big you mean too long or no no not, not long I mean meaningful. like too too meaningful oh, to actually use I have the feeling that in the states you can say I love uh, I love french fries mm-hmm. you can say that and uh, I love uh, I love eating out I love a lot of things but in Denmark you you hardly ever use the word love because love is so big so important that you should only say the word 
very rarely and when you really, really have a special occasion for it. And I mean, most songs, they are about love, right? Right. So you have a problem when you want to write about love in Danish because you can't really use the word. That's amazing. But doesn't that teach you to be more creative? I mean, if you can't use the word love, then that teaches you to to develop more interesting metaphors and different poetic modes in order to express the word. So by that standard, maybe there should be, it should open out perhaps more opportunities. I don't know. Yes. And, and, And you're right. But then there's another thing about Denmark. It's something called the law of Jente. And it means that in Denmark, it's not cool to say things out loud and it's not cool to be really to be good at anything or you can be good but you can't you can't tell everyone that you're good they should discover it by themselves so one thing is if you use the word love but another thing is if you use it and then you sing beautifully Mm -hmm. that's just too much that's too much for the dames (laughs) (laughs) so so the, the, so the people in Denmark that sing in Danish, well, they're not actually that good singers, oh. but they write beautiful lyrics about love. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely fascinating. I've never heard anything like so that. So maybe that's why people, they sing in English <laughs> because then they can say love and, and other, use other big words, but then it's in English, so it's okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> that is I've, that is uh, one of the more original thoughts I've heard on this series um, so far. Very interesting. Let's hear three more tracks now by some great EU vocal groups. I 
I'm Chloe Veltman and this is Voicebox. We're listening to music by some unusual and interesting European contemporary vocal groups. The first track was Fram Dansar ein Haukal, which is, we're not exactly sure what it means, but it's something to do with a dance of uh, uh, some kind of Norwegian mythical creature. And that song was by Pust, which is a group from Norway. And next we heard Signs by the Austrian group Bauchklang. And last but not least, the Latvian ensemble Cosmos gave us a song called Trej de Vini Slepens. Um, we're not quite sure what that title means. Now, that last track in particular reminded me strongly of the vocal styling of the American a cappella maestro Bobby McFerrin. Tina and Andreas, what's the influence of Bobby McFerrin on the European a cappella scene? Well, I think it's rather big, actually. Huge. Especially in, especially in Denmark. Um, the Royal Academy of Music in Denmark uh, recently Uh, did a collaboration with Bob McFerrin certifying uh, students at the Royal Academy of Music to be um, certified sing circle song teachers and circle song performers. Circle song uh, is the name of McFerrin's uh, sort of technique, isn't it? It is. It is. It's a it's a kind of music where one person um, improvises a lot of um, melodies or beats and then passes them on to the, another singer and they continue kind of live looping uh, the melody and then he will add on new melodies and new harmonies all the time. And, um, and the whole idea about uh, improvising choral music, so you arrange and improvise on the, on the go, uh, I think it really influenced the, the, the Danish choral scene a lot. The whole idea about the intelligent choir, that it's not only the conductor that has the responsibility for making the music and shaping the music, it's also each individual singer in the choir that takes responsibility for time and blend and the emotion, the, the expression of the song. And I think Bobby McFerrin has a great responsibility for doing that in Denmark. Well, it seems that American vocal music has exerted an influence on the European contemporary a cappella scene in rather in several different ways. We've touched upon a few of them with many songs drawn directly from the US canon and things like the influence of Bobby McFerrin. So I'd like to take a few minutes to explore the relationship between the US and EU a cappella styles in more detail. Um, in what ways are the US and EU similar when it comes to vocal music for small a cappella ensembles? Do you think that there are lots and lots of similarities? I think there are, there are lots of similarities, yeah. Um, especially uh, groups like Take Six, um, uh, Impact, House Jacks, are a huge influence on, on especially basic groups like Basics that we heard before. Um, when it comes to real group, uh, obviously groups like uh, High Lows and tra Manhattan Transfer uh, are a huge influence on, to them. The whole notion of, I think also, of course, also Bob McFerrin, his, his, uh, his uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy uh, is like, um, You couldn't find a high school choir or or a choir in, in primary school that that hasn't that haven't been singing. Don't worry, be happy. Uh -huh. And they've all tried the the bass line. They've all been try. You know, they've they've all learned that you can that you can sing music that works fully perfectly without instruments. And just and that's 
and that accord. Yeah. yeah. So how do the continents diverge in terms of their approaches to uh, a cappella? Well, in, in the EU, we focus a lot about the polyphonic texture and in the US, I hear more focus on the homophonic texture of the arrangement of the arrangements also in the in the EU and Scandinavia we like to explore the the sounds of the voice and in the US people like to explore the the sound the explore how the voices can imitate instruments the best way as possible and finally in in the US there's a lot of focus on skills and how you can amaze people Mm-hmm. with your music and in in Scandinavia we focus on the story of the song and more on on the emotions than the skills okay all right well i know that uh, some degree of that is a uh, generalizing right but i think these uh, of yeah, course it it's yeah. so it's very difficult to generalize but yeah but there's some trends yeah yeah i think there is okay well let's listen now to a trio of tracks by american a cappella groups which illustrate some of these main differences that uh, we talked about first up we'll hear take six with goldmine a track which shows off a strong homophonic texture and then we'll go to naturally seven with a track titled seven six eight in this song you'll hear the singers impressively imitating a variety of musical instruments and finally we'll sample the awe-inspiring vocal pyrotechnics of take six with I've got life. I gotta make them hear more than beats and pounds. I gotta make moves toward the truth, but will they follow? I gotta lace them up with this profound, and then I book them up to dumb them down. I gotta push and pull to keep them full as far from hollow. I gotta make a date with time and space, find a formula that can't erase. It's gotta be amazing, just like grace, but is it possible? Step when I'm excited about the 
This is Voice Box with Chloe Veltman. We just heard three songs by two leading American contemporary a cappella groups. The first song in the set was Take Six with Goldmine, a track which displayed a rich homophonic texture. And then we heard Naturally Seven with a track titled 768, in which the singers imitate a bunch of musical instruments with their voices. And finally, we listened to Take Six's I've Got Life, a song which shows off the group's virtuosic side to the full. I'm chatting tonight via Skype with a pair of Danish a cappella mavens, Tina Fries and Andreas Beck of Postia Project. Do you think that the European and American a cappella scenes are likely to come closer to each other in the future, or do you think they're more likely to grow apart, Tina and Andreas? Ooh, that's a difficult question, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, both yes and no. I think that in Europe there are a lot of people working on uh, on building an organization called EVA, European Voices Association, inspired by the American equivalent CASA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think we have a lot to learn from the U.S. scene about organizing um, the, the the acapella scene in Europe, uh, building festivals, uh, publishing new sheet music, and uh, building a community where people can meet and share their knowledge about uh, vocal technique and uh, music business and everything. But I think, as Andrea said earlier, that that this whole folk music identity will grow even more in Europe and the the approach of the story being very central mm. uh, for for the for the arrangement and the song is um, is going to grow even stronger in Europe. So what lies ahead for your group, Posture Project? I've gathered that you've got a lot of touring coming up. Yes, we do. We have uh, a lot of touring in this fall in Europe. We'll be visiting Germany, Austria and Slovakia. And of course, we also have concerts in Denmark. And then we have a lot of new concerts coming up in 2012. Of course, I can't go into details because, well, we are still negotiating a bit with different people. But I think we will uh, tour in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, perhaps even Italy. I know for sure we'll go to France. and uh, Poland. Uh, there is something coming up in Sweden as well, possibly Finland. And then I have heard a tiny bird sing a song about us coming to the States. But I can't tell you more now. Fantastic. So um, if you can, can you tell us perhaps if it will be the East Coast or the West Coast? Or will you be all over the country if you do come over here? Well- East, I'm afraid. Yeah, East. <laughs> okay, so all of us people sitting out here uh, in the Bay Area and, and places like Seattle and Los Angeles will have to either travel east or hope that you will come this way soon. We hope that we'll come your way very soon. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, Tina and Andreas, we're just about approaching the end of the hour, sadly, and we're going to have to wrap up. But I'd like to say thanks very much to both of you for joining me this evening. It's been wonderful delving into the European a cappella scene with you. You too. And thanks for having us. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. You're welcome. To find out more about Postier Project, please visit the Ensemble's website at postier.nu. That's spelled P-O-S-T-Y-R dot N-U. Voicebox is an independently produced non-profit project recorded at the studios of KALW in San Francisco. This particular episode, however, was recorded at the studios of KZSU on the Stanford campus in Palo Alto. Many thanks to the staff at KZSU, especially Jack Wang, for making this program possible. 
Voicebox's series producer is Seth Samuel and the web editor is Victoria Lim. And we're currently looking for a membership and development director to join our small, hardworking team. So if you'd like to find out more, please drop us a line. Voicebox needs your support. To find out how you can make a crucial tax-deductible donation to keep us on the air, please visit our website at voicebox-media.org. Check out our free weekly podcasts on iTunes and also visit our homepage at voicebox-media.org to mull over and respond to the question of the week. We love to know what you think of us. Please friend us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and you can also write to us anytime at info at voicebox-media.org or call us with your comments and questions at 415-841-4121, extension 3515. That's 415-841-4121, extension 3515. To play us out, we have one last track by tonight's guests, Postio Project. Here's Elpa, which means breath. Have a songful week.